What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Prospect Podcast, brought to you by Dutch Card Trading. Here on the Prospect Podcast, we'd like to keep you guys up to date on the hottest prospects in the game, bringing you key news and statistics on these hot prospects. Our main goal is to do the research for you and make it as easy as possible to understand where these guys are coming from and where we expect them to end up. But with the postseason in full form, we're doing a bit of a mini-series here and covering the games as well as giving our predictions on the World Series. So tonight will be our last episode of the series. We'll be going over the first five games of the World Series and giving you our predictions for the last two. Or one, if we expect the Dodgers to win tonight. Um, we'll go over that in a little bit. But before we get into that, I do want to encourage you guys to follow my Instagram at the Prospect Podcast, so you can stay up to date on new episodes when they're being released and also the giveaways that we do. So most giveaways will be held on my second account, which is Dutch Card Trading on Instagram. And we just hit a little over a thousand followers there. So make sure you're following both of those accounts so you can stay up to date and be involved as much as possible. And also another big announcement before we get into this episode, I wanted to bring more sports card talk and content to the podcast here. So with that being said, I brought along one of my longtime friends on the show um, who will become a regular with a goal to bring you guys quality content on the card market and specifically the prospects cards who that episode is about. Um, so everyone, welcome Greg to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. What's up, guys? My name is Greg. You can follow me over on Instagram at CJ underscore Flipper. So Joe has asked me to join this podcast to kind of touch a little bit on the sports card market and how these young prospects and rookie cards fluctuate you know, as the season and year goes on. So a little bit about myself. I started buying sports cards uh, a little bit over six months ago now, specifically MLB, NFL, and NBA cards. And I've established a very successful eBay business with over 200 sales and almost $5,000 in revenue. You know, I plan on assisting Joe on the card market and giving weekly updates on what these prospects and their cards are doing as they enter their rookie season. I usually be giving some updates towards the end of the episode, and I'm really excited to be here. But for now, let's hop into the World Series. All right, so we did an episode last week. Um before game one and I kind of went over like um, what needed to be done in my opinion um, and I do remember going into game one uh, did you watch are you have you been watching the World Series Greg? I have been yeah I watched watched all, all the games so far all right so going into game one um, you know Kershaw being notorious choke artist Yep. In the playoffs, I really said that if the Dodgers want to get the series going, really get ahead, then he needs to perform, and he did. And I also said Glasnow was one of my favorite pitchers, has mm. been since, you know, even playing on MLB The Show with him. Just a good pitcher, fun fun guy to yeah. watch pitch. But, you know, he's a young guy uh, with pretty much no experience in the playoffs, uh, so 
I didn't have high hopes for him, and he got smacked around. I think I predicted about four or five runs. I forget what he gave up, five or six. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I was spot on with that. Um, but let's hop into game one. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about game one real quick, just what happened there. Basically, like I was saying, um, kicking it off, Kershaw first, first glass now. Game one, best of seven, and Kershaw and the Dodgers dominated glass now in the Rays. Kershaw basically washing any postseason doubt out the window for the year uh, with his awesome performance in game one, really able to set the tone. And, you know, with the Dodgers high powered offense, putting up, like I said, six runs, five, six runs on glass now, mm-hmm. and then finishing the game with a final score, eight to one. So that was game one. And also game two was important to me because, I also said a couple guys I was looking at was Brandon Lau and Charlie Morton because he had such a great uh, postseason so far. But Brandon Lau specifically, I said if the offense wants to get going, Lau is going to have to step it up. He was 5 for 56 Mm -hmm. going into the World Series. I think it was like, what is that, 116 or something? Yep. I was surprised a little bit that they were still keeping him in the lineup. But yeah, then after like, listening to your podcast last week, you know, hearing, hey, you know, he's definitely got to go off. It was only a matter of time. I mean, he was a, he had a great rookie season. He played great this year. Just kind of was, you know, slumping in, into the World Series. Yeah, and I do apologize because in my last podcast I said Nate Lau and Brandon Lowe, and it's actually Brandon Lau and Nate Lowe. So I got that confused. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I said this guy has to get going um, if the offense wants to produce – so he had a dominant two-homer game, led the race to victory pretty much. I think the final score was 6-4 to four that game, um, as well as Snell's pitching performance. I think he went four and two-thirds with, like, nine strikeouts. Yeah, something, he looks something crazy. Um, but, yeah, then the bullpen pretty much did all right the rest of the game, held them to, to where they needed to be, and the race tied up the series. One one, and then game three, Walker Bueller absolutely dominated. Six innings, ten Ks, held the Rays to just one run. Um, but of course, Arozarena hit a homer in the ninth to continue his postseason tear. Final score was six to two. Uh, Turner and Barnes had um, homers. Barnes also had a sacrifice bunt RBI, and then Muncie's two RBI single and Betts RBI single. That was a little recap from there. They won six to two to take a two to one lead, and then did you watch game four? I did. Yeah, that was with the, with the, that was like, awesome. That was, <laughs> you know, that was one of the better World Series games I've seen in a couple years. I, you know, I don't. I, I was speechless. I didn't watch it live. I watched it the next day, and I was like, "What? Uh, are you kidding me?" <laughs> it was crazy. Like Brett Phillips, but if you missed it, uh, you know, I. I think everyone knows about the game, but if you missed it, it was absolutely insane. Five homers on the night and a crazy ending. Turner hit his second homer of the World Series. Seager hit his second homer. Rosarena hit with his second. Renfro hit his first, and Lau hit his third. So Lau, like I said, still doing well. Um, Starting to get a little groove, I guess. Hopefully he can continue that tonight. But it was just a back-and-forth game. Jock Peterson gave the Dodgers the lead in the top of the seventh um, on a great effort by Brandon Lau. 
liner off the glove with the bases loaded, scored one run. Um, I think just one. I couldn't remember if they were down or if it was tied. But um, gave them a lead. Kiermaier fired back, bottom half, tied the game at six with a solo homer. Top of the A, Seager gave the Dodgers a lead, RBI single. And then bottom of the ninth, uh, the Rays trailed by one. Brett Phillips came up, two outs, for man on first and second. Brent, Brett Phillips, do you even do you know who that is, to be honest? No, I, I haven't. Uh, before watching that, I was actually like, you know, who is this guy up to bat? I, I didn't even know who he was. I I feel like he used to be on the Reds when he was a rookie. I can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure he was on the Reds. Okay. But I just remember like playing the show with him and like, wow, this guy could be good. Yeah. You know, like I kind of like this guy. And then he kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong about the Reds. I don't know. But um, so now he's on the Rays. Obviously, you know, not your everyday player, but came up two outs, one, two count, man on first and second. Uh, was it off Jansen? It was. It was yeah. Jansen. Mm-hmm. RBI single to center. Chris Taylor misplayed the ball. So at this point, the man on second, two outs, they're running anyway. Man on second scored. A Rosarena dug for home, and he was the winning run, by the way. He fell halfway home. As pretty much as the ball was hitting the cutoff man, um, and then when the cutoff threw at home, he went started to go back to third, and then the I don't even know how Smith missed that ball in such a critical situation. Yeah. He just he must have thought that Rosarena was literally right there. That had to be what it was. What yeah, yeah. watching that live because I was I was watching it live, watching it happen. That had to have been what was going through his mind because the way he spun around like that, he was just trying to make yeah. the play. And same with, you know, um, what's his name? You're the center Taylor. Field. Taylor, yeah. Just same with him. He kind of looked up before he he fielded that ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was he was kind of trying to make that play. So they were definitely in yeah, guns it blazing was just... mode. We got to make this play, but they they definitely weren't in position. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Smith missed the ball, um, and it really wasn't. I mean, it could have been a better throw. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But he has to make that catch nine times out of ten. Oh, yeah. But he didn't. And nine, time, nine times out of ten, he does make that catch. Yeah. It just goes to show how rare, how insane this was to have happened. Mm-hmm. But And then Rosarena comes back head first, scores the run. I mean, literally, the Rays had the best luck possible on their side. I just couldn't believe it when I watched the highlight the next day. I think that was a night I passed out like super early, and I was like, "Like what?" I just couldn't believe. It. <laughs> yeah, that but, was the game to watch. Yeah, and then game five, pretty much a rematch of game game one. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Series tied two two. Glasnow and Kershaw. Kershaw, very impressive. Six Ks over five and two thirds innings, giving up two runs. Um, the Dodgers put up three runs in the first two innings. Um, the Rays actually put up two in the bottom of the third. And then Muncie being the lone run for the last six innings with the homer in the top of the fifth. Um, and then the Dodgers took the series lead there, three to two. But really, I mean, Kershaw, wow. He's out of the season. Yeah. And don't, I mean, the Rays are good. But if he was to face the Yankees – 
or let's just say the Yankees were here, I think he would have gotten smoked. You know, I'm not saying the Rays are a bad team, but I'm just saying I think that if it was another, if it was any other AL team that was in, uh, even the Astros, I think that he would have got smoked. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, he had a good series. But that brings us to tonight: Snell versus Gonsolin. Um, it's just winner go home for the Rays. Game six. Uh, I actually had in my predictions, I had the Dodgers in six. So, you know, with snow on the mound, that's a tough call for me to to stick with that. But I'm going to stick with it regardless. That was my call. Um, but snow has had a quality postseason. I think it's 3.3 ERA so far. So pretty much run-of-the-mill ERA there. You know, giving up runs, but not a lot. Gonsolin has been anything but good. Last game or last game he pitched, I think he had four outs and then they took him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he's a rookie too. So, I mean, you know, with rookies very inexperienced, it's just how it goes sometimes. But um, hopefully for the Dodgers, it's not that kind of night because they had what? I think they used seven pitchers that night when yeah. he pitched last. Yeah. So they, if, if you're going into a game seven and yep. you've used seven pitchers, I would, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. If anything, hopefully for for the Dodgers, if they if they don't win, hopefully Gonsolin can get five, six innings, which is unlikely. But hopefully he can and then use maybe two or three more guys and save your best for tomorrow, which would probably be Bueller, right? Yeah. Or not tomorrow, whenever. Or it might be tomorrow. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be Bueller. So, you know, Brandon Lau hit two homers off Gonsolin. No, not not off Gonsolin. Hit one homer off Gonsolin. But uh, so I expect him to do the same tonight. I I he's he's just a just a good player. Does well. It makes you happy. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Just one of them guys. Yeah, he's fun to watch. I was actually uh, buying up his cards back in September stocking up on him so when he had that one game i was i was getting nice and excited yeah looking to post a couple because you know any any little thing happens nowadays you have one good game your card could double in mm-hmm. price yep pretty much but on paper i think the rays can win this one but i you know i'm just gonna I'm, for now i'm sticking to my my dodgers and six somehow they pull it out tonight but on paper i think yeah. the rays have a good, very good shot to win. Um, but I think, you know, after having a 10 ERA, you know, and he did well in the in the regular season. He did pretty well, Gonsolin did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So with a 10 ERA, you got to think that, you know, he gets four scoreless innings. I don't know. I, should, I don't know. It's the, it's, it's the World <laughs> Series. It's the playoffs. But you got to think there's some – positive regression there for him where I don't know. That's just the way I think. But if you're looking at like um like a real life game situation, I don't know. But I think that he yeah. I think he gets four good innings, uh four or five good innings, and then the Dodgers can pull it out. I think it's gonna be a battle all the way to the ninth. And then I think the Dodgers I think it's gonna be fairly low scoring too. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I I think that's what's going to happen, and they're going to have to rely on Gratterall and Jansen to yeah. close it out. 
I love Gratterall, by the way. Collecting his cards heavy. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be tight all the way to the ninth. It's going to be one of them games where, um, you know, bottom or top of the ninth, the Rays are up to bat, and it's it's going to come down to that inning. Like, it's going to be within reach, that inning. That's what I think. Either yeah. way, Dodgers I, or Rays. It's going to be either way. It's not going to be 8 nothing or 7 nothing. If it is, that'll be pretty no. disappointing to end the the World Series. Yeah, I hope. Unless, the Ra- unless as a it's fan. for the Rays. If it's for the Rays, that's yeah. fine. But, you know, as a fan, mm-hmm. yeah. As a fan, I want this to be a good yeah. game. I think it'd be sick to go up there bottom of the mm-hmm. ninth and they got a, a Rosarania and Gratterall. That, that would be, be sick. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be, wow, that would be great. But... But I mean, you know, and the home runs need to be limited. I think after Snell pitched four and two thirds, he gave up a homer. Um, I think Anderson came in, he gave up a homer, and then someone else came in and he gave up a homer. The last game Snell pitched, so it needs to that needs to not happen. Even though they won that game, it needs to the homers need to be in check here. Gonsolin, that might be a little harder. I don't know. He has good stuff, though. He throws hard. He has good stuff. So we'll see what happens. But overall, I see the Dodgers slightly edging this one out and taking home the crown tonight and kissing that kissing that trophy. What do you think, though? Do you honest? Do you see the Dodgers or do you see the Rays winning this? I, I like I like the Rays winning tonight. I do. I, I, I always like a World Series going to seven games, mm-hmm. having that last game be winner take all. Mm-hmm. Especially as a fan. I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I, I kind of don't want to see the Rays win. But at the same time, I feel like the Dodgers, they've been in it the past, what, five years? Four out of the five years? And that, that makes you think, right? I mean, they, they, it's their time. Like I said, I said this in the wild card. I said this is the, or the division series. This is the Dodgers' year. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, man. They went out. up so much in the past few years. This has to be. Yeah. This has. They went out, spent that money, got our, got our boy Mookie. Yeah. You know, they, they made some other roster changes, and, I mean, they're stacked. So, I mean, I, I'm surprised. As good as the Rays have been playing, I'm, I'm surprised it's gone to a game six. But Yeah, me too. The Rays have been playing so well in the postseason that, that I'm, you know, I'm not surprised. And that crazy ending but, to that game, really. I mean, that, that, yeah, that they lived another day there. So, you know, it yeah. makes you think, well, maybe tonight they could continue that too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. But for now, we're going to hop into a little bit of sports card talk with Greg here. Um, he's going to give you guys a little insight on Rosa Reina's cars, Corey Seager, um, you know, the market in general. You know, what's going on, what people are doing, what he thinks you should do, and what he's doing. So let's hop into that. Awesome. All right, so I'm, a, I'm excited to officially add this segment to the podcast now and have you know a partner in talking about the sports cards and the certain players and how it, you know what they do affects the prices and the market itself. Um, you know, so let's take it away, Greg. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm just as excited. This has been something that I've been like I said, doing for six months now, and it's really cool to incorporate this with, you know, talking about these prospects and rookies. So, you know, as Joe talked about tonight, we're going to talk about uh, Randy Rosarena, 
and Corey Seager and how their cards have been acting during this, uh, you know, this postseason, especially the World Series and, and where their cards were at before. So, you know, Rosarena has been tearing it up. And, you know, like myself, I, I, he, you know, one of his cards were something that I just kind of pushed to the side. You know, I separated him from everyone else, but he wasn't really someone I was looking at. You know, he, he had an okay time in St. Louis. And then when we got to the Rays, he was looking all right, but he wasn't doing anything crazy. Hold on, quick sec. Do you know why he was traded? No, do you? Did I tell you that? No. So I forget if it was the postseason last year. Mm-hmm. He, the, the co- I don't know if it was the postseason. I think it was. But the coach for the Cardinals was giving like a locker room speech. Mm-hmm. And he was like, F this, F them, F that, like all this stuff. And Rosa Reina, I guess, or someone recorded it and Rosa Reina posted it. Wow. So I, I don't know. know yeah. That. Yeah. I don't know what the point of that was. I don't, I mean, he's young, you know. Yeah. He was probably just thinking of that, uh, like, this is hype. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hyped up for this. And I don't know if the guy got in trouble. Where they just looked, I mean, obviously they looked down on that. Yeah. Makes, that's makes the coach look bad. So that's why he got traded. They wanted to give him a fresh start. I didn't um, know that. Luckily, he wow. got a fresh start. I mean, and everything happens for a reason. We know that. But anyway, oh, yeah. I just wanted to point that out. I didn't know if you knew that because I found that out like last week or a couple weeks ago. I was like, what? It's crazy. That's, that's super weird. Yeah. No, it's, that's crazy. No, but like I was saying, I mean, he, you know, he definitely wasn't on my radar. He wasn't. You know, like the the Bobichet, the the Gavin Lux, the Jordan Alvarez. He, he wasn't really someone like that that I was looking at. So, you know, looking back at if you were to buy his cards back in August, you can get it for a dollar, two bucks. You know, you, he was pretty cheap. Whereas now, you know, considering what he's done, you know, starting with the division series and then killing it in the championship series, and now he, what he's doing in the World Series. I mean, his cards are going. His base. Uh, top series one are going anywhere from like seven to ten dollars same with his bowman rookies i mean the bowman rookies it's a step down from their base tops card but even those are still going for six seven dollars so i mean definitely what what he's been doing in the postseason has you know completely increased his cards and i think you know rightfully so that that's exactly what's happened throughout this this year yeah now switching over to you know Corey seager He's someone who's been in a league for, for four years now. So, I mean, his rookie cards were, you know, you can grab them up over the summer. You know, he's been in the league, like I said, four years. So, he's, he has an established career. So, his cards were a little bit more. Over the summer, they were like three, four bucks. You can put, I, I think there was a couple lots sold on eBay for, I think they were like $90 for a 25-card lot. Whereas now, even even though he's killing it in this postseason, World Series especially, his cards are about the same. I've seen a couple comps for his 2016 Top Series one rookie card going for four to five bucks, maybe six dollars, but they're about the same. And I think that goes to show a lot of things. But I think this year, especially with everything that's going on with the quarantine and everyone being home, you know, the card the card industry has has went bonkers this year. And I think that goes to show with these these newer guys it's only hyping up the price because there's so many more people getting into it. And so many people who don't really understand the market 
are just using it as a you know gambling platform. So that's that's why I think the cards are are going off like that. But I mean, you know, where Rosarena is at tonight, you know, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But after that, that's it until next year. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what happens with his cards. Are they going to stay the same? Are they going to go down? You know, I think talking about him, you know, it's a, it's a great thing to touch on Jordan Alvarez. You know, he, he was in the same position last year. He came up, you know, he had a great, a great postseason. His cards did the same thing. You know, they went up a little bit more just because he was completely tearing it up. And I think his rookie cards were going for 25, 30 bucks last postseason. But, you know, looking at what happened with him, you know, he started off the year. I mean, this weird this year has been weird and, you know, everything's happening. But I mean, he he got hurt and his cards are now, you know, you can get him for five to ten bucks. So I mean it's really gonna be interesting to see how he does in the, in the off season, how he kind of starts up his spring. But the good thing with that is, is, is Alvarez cards, they were, they were holding their value through up until he got hurt. So because everyone saw, you know, how well he did, they were continually buying them up during the postseason, continue to buy them up during spring training and stuff. And up until, you know, something happened, you know, his cards held his own. So yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens, but But, real, real quick. Yeah. So, how much was the uh, PSA ten a Rosarena going for? You said like two something. So I was looking a, a PS. So it's weird. So a PSA nine of a Rosarena just sold on the fourteenth of October for two fifty five, two hundred fifty five dollars. Crazy. But it's because of everything that's going on. Now mm-hmm. I did a little bit more research and saw that there was a PSA ten, um, top series one of Rosarena sold for eighteen bucks, seventeen ninety nine. Back on the 31st of August. It's crazy. So like I was saying, you know, no one really, you know, people knew who he was, but no one was really, you know, sending out his cards to get graded. Or if they were, they were holding them, you know, for, for their own collection. But mm-hmm. just to show, you know, how a, a PSA 10 versus 9, how much more it sold for. I mean, I couldn't find, find any on eBay, but if there was a PSA 10 right now, I wouldn't be surprised if someone would pay four fifty five hundred bucks. I mean, right. just purely based off of what's happening. And you got to think there's no PSA 10s, right? Because, I mean, how many people were sending out a Rosarena exactly. cards? Yeah. I mean, so like this too, a Corey Seager PSA 10 rookie card, Topps Chrome, mm-hmm. the 2016, sold literally today for $98. Not at an auction, but buy it now. Mm-hmm. So that compared to a Rosarena's nine, yeah, you know, like it's just funny to see an up-to-date rookie card compared to a rookie card from four years ago. Mm-hmm. What the difference in price is, and obviously, a Rosarena is having a better campaign than him right now, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, Corey Seager's not... having a good playoff, yeah. But Rosarena's killing. It. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day. And that's what I was, you know, touching on too. I really think that there's, there's a different, there's a different buyer right now. There's, there's a whole different market, you know, as, as people buying these cards, even as, as early as last year, you know, the people buying and and buying and selling cards right now, it's a completely different market. So I think that's why the price is, is going up and it, 
it's only going to continue to go up. I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it's a bubble. It's going to burst. You know, we're seeing what happened with the NBA once that finished up. You're seeing what happened with a couple guys like Bichette, um, But Robert. think about it. Think about it real quick, though. Would you buy in a Rosarena PSA 9 rookie card for $255? Would you? Honestly. Me personally? No. Yeah. And that, and, and why not? Just because, you know, the, the prices are going up just because of the hype. You know, that's, that's purely what it is. People are seeing that other other guys' cards like Robert. I mean, especially like Robert because he had a crazy Dude, rookie year. But two hundred and eighty eight dollars for the Topps Gold um, PSA nine, which isn't numbered, but obviously it's a short print. And yeah. then the two fifty five PSA nine of that's crazy. It's it's absolutely nuts. And then like, look, October fourth, a Topps Gold PSA nine could be the same one. Could be the literally the same one that someone bought three weeks before, sold mm-hmm. for twenty one fifty. Yep, that's what I'm saying. That the prices and stuff have fluctuated. I mean, literally, literally day by day. I mean, mm-hmm. you you could go on looking for cards one night, and like I said, and it's not even a ten. It's not even a ten. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely nuts what what the market has been doing right now. But it's interesting to see. It's it's really cool to watch and, and see what's going on and kind of gives us an awesome opportunity to gauge what to do for next year. You know, we've we've had, you know, six to seven months now getting the knowledge and understanding how this works. It's going to be really cool to see how these cards hold their own in the offseason and especially entering spring training. Right. And you've you know. got to think, if you bought that PSA 9 for almost $300, um, you know, when tens start to come out, when people start to get these graded mm-hmm. and there's tens that start to come out, the value of this Topps Gold rookie card could drop. And yeah. I mean, that would be something I would be worried about because there's no tens on the market. I, I mean, from what I see, at least, or here's a 10. Yeah, the 10 October sold for $400. Yeah. Okay. Of the same card. So basically, $100, gotcha. basically, yeah. literally $100 more. Yeah. Okay, so there's the first 10 I saw. Um, wow. Yeah. And then and the 10th t- the uh, one sold for 110. So there are some 10s on the market. But still, you know, paying two, I just, I personally would not do that. No. Because with the off season coming up, I mean, what if next year this guy's a complete bust? Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. You know, we've, I, we've seen it with other players. I mean, it's definitely not a, a you know, far-fetched thought. Yeah, but you got to think next year he's going to be starting day in day out. So he mm-hmm. could he could continue. He could have a great. <laughs> I think year. I think the way he's playing, yeah. I someone like him, I think you know Rosarena, he's he's going to be he's going to hold his own. His cards are going to they're going to fluctuate, but he's going to stay around one of those. He's going to be in that like Luis Robert, Bo Bichette, Gavin Lux category. You know, he's going to he's one of those top guys now, and yeah. rightfully so. I mean, he's, he deserved his spot there. But yeah, I saw a couple other cards. I was looking at a. Top Series One, number to sixty nine. It was a black frame, and that was going for twenty five hundred. Not even graded, just a base card. Wow! And then I think there was a an auction ending tonight. One of his one of one uh, prism uh, white cards, and it was a uh, autograph as well. And last time I checked, it was like just below seven hundred bucks. So that would probably sell for eight eight fifty tonight. 
But yeah, I mean his his cards are completely popping off. I actually was looking today through all my cards and I found uh one of his tucked away it was a Topps Chrome. It was a negative refractor. And I'm like, oh well, like what is this? Like it was just literally just tucked away with everything else. Mm-hmm. And I look it up and there's comps going for a hundred bucks. I'm like, no way. So I, I gotta post that one up tonight. But that was yeah. that was definitely a cool find. I knew I had something. One just sold for a hundred and thirty five dollars. Yeah. I I def I knew I had some of his. I couldn't find any of his uh series one rookies, but I know I, I got some I know I had more than 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 one. I think I had I think I had two of them. I had the one numbered the twenty twenty. Yeah. Um but I gave that away in the giveaway. So Yeah, I had I've actually yeah. pulled a cool one out of Chronicles. I pulled an obsidian orange number to fifty. I think I have there's like mine's posted for forty, someone else has it posted for like forty five. But let's see. Yeah, those obsidians are nice. There's yeah, I like them. They're cool. But with the with the Chronicles, considering it's Panini, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that's a different thing to a lot of people, you know, just getting into this. You know, if you're go if you're buying baseball cards, you definitely want to get your hands on Topps products. Panini products yeah. are cool, and there's a lot more to choose from. But the issue with Panini, unlike you know baseball or um sorry basketball and football, is they don't have the MLB licensing. So all of the Panini products are just going to have team colors. They don't have their logos or anything. So it definitely drops the value. Yeah, it's just but, weird to look at. Yeah, they're, some of the cards are cool, but some of them, you know, like their base, like the Donruss, the, the Donruss you know, Optic, Prism. Yeah, like, I, has it, I don't know when, like, I don't know the story behind it, because, like, I'm mm. new, I'm fairly new to it as well. Yeah. But I was looking at, when you look at, like, 90, uh, 1990 Donruss cards, my dad just brought some out of the attic, and obviously none of them are worth anything. Mm-hmm. But when you look at them, the Don Russ has the logos of the team. So at some point between then and now, there was something that happened where they lost the license, right? I would there assume. had to have been, yeah. yeah I, I don't I, know the story. I, I don't, do not know the story. But. I need to get more familiar with that as well. But yeah, there there had to have been something where you know someone didn't want to pay someone and they couldn't come to terms and it just is what it is. Yeah, but I have no idea. It's There's definitely... You know, when it comes to, when it comes to the cards, when it comes to these rookies and and everything, you you definitely want to get your hands on tops. You know, they have the top series one, and then halfway through the season, they'll come out with top series two with like any updated rookies, anyone who wasn't on the teams starting in spring, and then they'll do like a tops update. I think this year's a little bit weird, but usually it comes out around October, November ish, and that just kind of wraps everything up. So if you're looking to get rookie cards, you you definitely want to hop in on on tops. And then as far as prospects go, you definitely want to get the Bowman. I mean Bowman is they're so fun to open. The cards are so nice, and that's where you're going to get those first year player cards. So you you mm-hmm. know you pull this year it was Jason Dominguez, Bobby Witt, those guys. That's where you, that's their first card ever. So if you yeah. you get your hands on that, and this guy ends up blowing up, you know whoever it is, that's going to be their first baseball card ever. So that's definitely something cool to think about and hold on to if you can get your hands on them. It's been hard yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Tell me about it. But, um, so if right now, if you were someone who wanted to get into, 
let's say you wanted to buy a Rosarena cards, and obviously graded cards go for so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, they're secured, preserved yeah. in these cases, graded on everything, the surfaces, the corners, everything. Mm-hmm. So obviously if you're starting out, unless you really want to open packs, getting graded cards or, you know, buying the raw cards for cheap at an auction or a mm-hmm. lot, and then sending them out yourself is the way to go. But if you're someone who's getting into it, are you buying, are you buying in a Rosarena card that could be, uh, we don't know, but could be at its peak right now. You know, like, what are you doing? Are you waiting to the off season, which isn't, I mean, a couple of days anyway, mm-hmm. or are you waiting till the beginning of next season? Are you waiting until next season plays out? And then if he does do well, you can just call it, you know, Oh, you know, I missed out on it, whatever. You yes. Know, what I mean, right now, I mean, definitely, I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't be buying if, you know, the cards, I mean, if you're, if you can find a, you know, base cards at auction for under five bucks, I think in a Rosarini card would, would be a steal right now. But if you're, if, you know, if he, depending on what happens tonight and if there is a game seven, if his cards get up to 15, 20 bucks, I, I think now is definitely not the time. Now's the time to, if you are a collector, you know, pulling, pulling those cards out, setting them aside. If you're looking to get them graded, maybe think about that. I would maybe hold off until, you know, seeing some news about spring training. But if you're if you're looking to buy right now, I would definitely hold off unless you catch that deal. Right. And on the other hand, you know, I would, if you have, if you're sitting on a couple, you know, 10, 15 cards, I would, I would throw up a few. I would, I would post, you know, five, six cards, put up half of your stash and just kind of see what happens. I mean, right now, you know, like we were saying, who knows what could happen. He could be a complete bust next year. So if you can unload half of your collection right now at 10 bucks a pop. Yeah, I would, I would definitely be selling right now, but as far as buying, you know, I definitely would uh, look out for those deals and steals, but it's, it's not worth buying. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with like Luis Robert, mm-hmm. you know, when you caught, I caught a, the bulk of his hot stage where, you know, when he was, tearing it up in September, August. He had a terrible Mm -hmm. September, awful September. Yeah. But tearing it up in August, getting Series 2 hobby boxes Mm -hmm. out of Bowman, even even Optic and and regular Don Russ. Yeah. His cards were booming, and I sold my fair share, $500-plus worth of Mm -hmm. Robert, just raw cards. Now, I got lucky and got that. Got that uh, auto from uh, that uh, that was Chrome sick. auto. Yeah, out of one forty nine. I ended up selling that for three something. That was um, a nice card. Really nice card. But yeah, I mean, any... since then I just haven't like I have at least fifteen listings up for Luis Robert, mm-hmm. and I have not sold even his. I have a, I have Topps Chrome. And I have um, series a regular two. Series 2 yeah. base rookie card that I have up, I think, for $18. And I have not – I had an offer. Someone sent me an offer for like 12 bucks. Yeah. No, I just it, it have not had a Luis Robert sale. It goes to show. I mean, look, like you said, I mean, he, he absolutely I, – I was big on him. And I still am. I You know, just because you had one bad month, it, 
he's a rookie. The, you know, these guys are young. They have a lot to learn just from what he did in, in the minors and, and what he did this short season. I mean, it, it's, it, it is crazy to show though, you know, what happens. Like you said, I mean, you, you couldn't, I remember a time where I was ripping series two blasters and I couldn't keep a card after I posted it for 10 minutes. I mean, people are buying them up 20, 25 bucks, like consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy to see. I mean, you, you have a, a bad month, you know, you, you fall off. I mean, you see what happens. And eliminated and, you know, once, from the playoffs too. Yep. Yeah. Once they're eliminated, I mean, it definitely, definitely drops in price. But I think, you know, just in my short six months experience of our, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just more of a market correction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, just like stocks, you know, this is just as similar to the stock market. I mean, as companies go up and down, have good quarters, bad quarters, that's just what happens. But the market always, at the end of the day, it always corrects itself. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, you want to sell as many cars as you want, but the fact that none are being sold right now, it's not the end of the world. You know, once, once he starts swinging next season and his first couple of weeks, I mean, they'll be right. right back up buying again. Yeah, like a Luis Robert 2020 Bowman rookie card, which obviously, like we said on Bowman, it's, you know, for an actual rookie card, it's not the best card to have. Yeah. Sold for 99 cents today. Mm-hmm. 99 cents. <laughs> at Not yeah. even at an auction, but at a buy it now. Like, yep. like, so people are selling these cards for 99 cents intentionally. Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't see the point in that. Like, yeah, compared that... to why do you need a dollar that bad? <laughs> or yeah, it's it's just weird. You wait know? until next season and then fire it up again, or a couple seasons, or a couple years. Like it's yeah. At the end, I of mean, the day, I you know, it's it's small, and that's it, it's it's funny, but that's that's exactly why I got into sports cards. Just I saw you know how hot the market was, and you know I live in a one bedroom apartment. It's me, my girlfriend, my dog. I wanted to start up something that I could have, and it be you know a small item. I mean, I probably have. I don't know, 12, 13,000 cards over the past, you know, I've accumulated over the past six months mm-hmm. and it takes up, you know, a small shelf in my closet. So it's something cool. You know, that's why I always say, hold, hold on to this stuff. It, it's yeah. not worth, like you said, it's not, is it really worth selling for a dollar that, you know, that one card, it's not taking up any space, hold on to it for a little bit, see what happens. Chances are, I mean, it, it, you rarely see a card being sold for less than a dollar. So, I mean, a dollar is pretty much the cheapest you're going to get. Right. So, hold hold on to that stuff. I mean, you guys, it's definitely – it's cool to see what's happening. But just, just hold on to them. I mean, it's, it's not worth selling. Yeah. And it seems like I'm going through sold items for Series 2 base rookie cards. Mm-hmm. The best one I've seen was um, – let's see – just passed it like it was $19 that was yesterday okay but compared to other ones this one sold for $6 with five bids and then wow and then $8 and then and then $10 $9 $10 nine 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 so these drop mm-hmm. literally over 50% of their value yeah in yeah two months <clears throat> yep and that's that's something we're definitely going to touch on more as yeah. you know as as the episodes go. I'm I'm going to touch a lot more into that. But yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. This is something that, like I said, it's just as similar to a stock. You know, these are things that you wake up every morning, nine thirty, the market opens. These are things that you're constantly checking. Same oh, with yeah. the cards. You know, yeah. hop hop on eBay. You know, for a little bit in the morning, 
see what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. and then decide what you want to do. Do you want to buy some? Do you want to post some that you have? You know? Yeah. What I was going to say too, like related to the stock market, because you know, there's pumpers um, Mm -hmm. with these small stocks, basically they're in to steal your money. Yep. Do you think we're seeing that a little bit right now where guys are pumping up the prices um, to get these new buyers kind of like not weed them out, but like take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. Yeah. There's definitely a little bit of that going on because, you know, and I'll touch on it a little bit more too, but you know, with, with how hard these cards are, are to get, I mean, yeah, people are definitely the people that are going in and, and taking 30 blasters and they're ripping them and, and getting all these rookies a hundred percent, you know, they're, they're definitely taking advantage of these new buyers, but that's the one thing as myself being a new buyer, you know, you have to, be smart about and, and look at and that's stuff that we'll we'll teach you about as we go on mm-hmm. but yeah you always have to be aware of, of yeah. those yep all right well that's enough for the sports card talk tonight uh we're going to get into it more and more each episode next episode we're going to do a little bit more of an introduction for greg uh just his story a little bit you know where he comes from why he got into it what he goes through to even get his cards so you guys will want to hear that um But for now, that's it. And thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed Greg's card talk tonight, go over on Instagram and leave a comment. I'm going to make a post in a few minutes. Leave a comment and tell me what you guys thought of it. And if you want to hear more, what you want to hear about. Um, So, yeah, go ahead and over and do that. And then make sure you're following our socials as well. I mentioned those in the beginning stages of the episode so thanks guys and that's it for tonight we'll see you next time on the prospect podcast